I'd like to welcome everyone to today's edition of the Software Spotlight. And joining us from Algoma, we have Demetrios, and I'd like to welcome you aboard. He's the COO of Algomo, and uh, as uh, as we've seen, the solution has uh, actually been growing at a, a pretty pretty quick clip, and a lot of our listeners have been uh, following along and watching the journey. And uh, this is a great opportunity to give everyone a inside peek at what's going on. So I was hoping you could uh, fill us in and give us a little bit of the backstory. Thank you, Michael. Um, it's a pleasure to be here today. Uh, first of all, I think for your listeners, it might be worth just giving a bit of a background what Algomo does. Algomo is a customer service AI platform. So our product can be installed on any website and customers can use a chat function to talk to the AI in 100 languages uh, or more. So the AI can answer questions. It can escalate to humans for complex issues. And now I'm actually quite excited here, you know, to to announce that for the first time um, globally, I would say, and in collaboration with some of the world's leading uh, universities and one of the UK largest banks, we're launching something that goes beyond chatbots, which is AI agents specifically for customer service. Um, and these AI agents can autonomously take decisions, can use online tools for extra help, and can solve problems like humans would do. So wow. happy to answer any more questions. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. So so it sounds like the, the AI agents are actually uh, additional components of the, the Algamo solution that, that can be launched uh, individually, or are there certain specific agents for different applications, or what? How does how does it all come together? Yeah, so at the moment, you can think of agents as additional tools that can be used in the context of a chatbot. And we've launched AI agents now for specific use cases like e-commerce. So for example, if you have a Shopify store, you can connect these agents, which um, then they connect to your Shopify store, and they can pull data from the store, and then they can do a number of things. They can, for example, find relevant products. They can check product availability. They can check the status of an order. So if a customer asks, has my order been delivered now? Has it been dispatched? Um, we are working on a um, more sort of like generic solution where these AI agents can tackle any other sort of like tool and any API. What I want to emphasize as well here is that with the ChatGPT and you know large language models, basically, which ChatGPT is, they've showcased you know exceptional capabilities in natural language conversations. Um, but the differentiation here between AI agents and models like you know large language models um, like ChatGPT is instead of just taking text input and then producing you know text output. For example, you ask a question and the language model responds with static information from a knowledge base, right? So this is quite different where uh, an AI agent, this is goes um, as a step ahead, right? So not only takes text as input, but interacts with various modules such as memory, 
Um, it can call specialized LLMs, other large language models, or it can utilize functions like tools, APIs. So you can think of this as integrating human judgment, basically, into the tool uh, where it can strategize and execute solutions like uh, any other human would do. So it really sounds like like the next step in an AI chatbot in terms of being able to work, obviously, with the, the large data sets that it has, but to be able to interact with, um, you know, live data that uh, may be relevant or, or meaningful to the individual on the other end of the conversation. So, for example, uh, a customer that just ordered a... Uh, pair of shoes on a, a shoe website may be able to check in and figure out the status or the tracking information or, you know, where, where a, a, a particular order is at. So that, that really sounds like the next step in, in the uh, evolution of AI chatbots. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think not many people these days have heard of AI agents, but Similarly to, you know, chatbots, ChatGPT, and so on, it's going to be a term that is going to become more and more popular. And I think we already see that if you go to Google Trends, for example, put AI agents, you're going to see this going up, I think, in a few months, maybe, um, I don't know, more than a year or so. But I think this is going to become more popular. So do you, do you envision other types of agents that, that, that will launch in the future where this is kind of like a, a first step to... Uh, breaking the technology out to, uh, to to actual live users? Yes, I think AI agents will have, um, they will have a use case in many different aspects um, from, you know, automating certain part of your job to, you know, finding, you know, solutions to problems in the everyday life of humans. Uh, in our case, in Olgomo, we are focusing specifically on customer service. Um, and we have started with e-commerce as a specific use case for AI agents. Um, we're also now tackling um, uh, tourism and travel. So, for example, if you want to check availability um, for a room um, in a certain location, again, this is something AI agents could uh, could handle because this goes back to you know um, calling a specific tool to to get uh, live availability for hotels. Um, but then, and then again, it moves um, even beyond tourism and travel and e-commerce. You can have any application across um, all customer service, um, sort of like jobs, where um, an agent would need to to do something, would need to call a tool and help the customer. Got it. So it's it's really a very new front end for um, for that data that uh, may not have or may have only been available. Through a uh, through an agent in the past, exactly. Yes, neat. And I can absolutely see that that um, you know market that you're talking about with um, travel, because obviously bookings and reservations and times and deadlines and availability are all all important factors in choosing a uh, choosing to to book or not book a specific uh, vacation. So. It has a huge, huge impact. And obviously, as we've seen in the past, you know, the uh, volume of, um, of you know, seasonally, the seasonally 
adjusted volume for some of these industries can be huge. And being able to staff up for, for seasonal influxes may may not become a reality. I think, uh, you know, I was just listening to the news this morning. Southwest Airlines uh, finished, uh, you know, a $140 million lawsuit that they they were just, you know, settling uh, for, for all of the debacles that they had over, over the holidays last year. So I think, you know, there's a perfect example. Had they had a solution like this in place, you know, obviously they would have been able to to handle the volume of customer care uh, and rerouting and things like that. So interesting. It was a, a real real life Absolutely. solution in the news today. Yeah. No, I think that's a great solution. In fact, yeah, that's one of the best examples that we have for use cases where it doesn't make sense for you to hire seasonal another ten or a hundred customer service agents, and you want to handle the spike in the volume of queries that you get. Right. Now, the other thing um, that, that I'm wondering, you know, it sounds like this would really uh, clear the plate for, for, you know, things that can be automated to really free people up to work on higher level, level, um, you know, jobs and tasks. So that, that sounds really, really great. Um, can you give us a little bit of an idea of, of your approach to AI and customer service and how you, you feel it kind of differentiates the solution from some of the other approaches that are out there? Yeah, absolutely. So for us, we see Algomo as a, as a tool for humans to use, right? The tool that can amplify um, capabilities uh, for, uh, for people. Um, and this, you know, if you think our name, for example, um, our name is uh, was it comes from the words algorithm and you know homo where you know it means human basically right, in, in latin so we chose that name based on the fact again that we want to see a human-centered sort of like ai um and inclusive ai where so our our sort of like vision is that if we automate all these sort of like more boring processes um then humans will have only sort of like more, they will have more exciting stuff to do, right? Sure. And that's why when, when sort of like, you know, we, we, we approach customers and our customers, they use us not to cut costs, um, but they, they use it to increase um, quality of customer satisfaction just because they can get faster responses, for example, or because their agents can do a better job, right? They have more time to respond to, uh, to better they have more time to respond in a better way to, to, to queries. Got it. Got it. No, it makes a lot of sense. Now, are there certain technologies, um, obviously natural language processing and, and, you know, self-learning and all of that, that, that are, um, basically coming to light in terms of, um, AI and chatbots that are a little different than, than what's been out there or has the technology just really come into its own at this point? What are you seeing there? Yeah, I think it's um, large language models. It's um, probably, you know, it has transformed the whole field. And the best example of this is, you know, ChatGPT, um, the first example that everybody else also followed. Um. So I think predominantly this is sort of like, you know, what have changed and what 
will also have more potential to change the industry with, um, you know, GPT potentially five coming into play and, and so on. Got it. Got it. And can you give us a, uh, an example of a real world customer use of, of the solution and, you know, maybe quantify some of the, the benefits, how, how they're seeing, uh, seeing the solution play out? Um, yeah, absolutely. So, um, one of our customers, so they called Nina Care, they're a platform where parents, au pairs, and babysitters can find their pet perfect match. Um, and they have an app basically where they can match make everyone and in a way that is sort of like, you know, lots of fun, they make it super easy because this can be across many different countries as well. Um, so someone like an au pair, for example, that could be based in, you know, in a different country than the country they're trying to find parents. Um, and um, so Nina Care, they had um, explosive growth. Um, they've done tremendously well. Um, and they had, uh, with their huge growth, they had a huge volume of customer service inquiries, basically, right? Sure. And many of these inquiries, um, you know, they were sort of like inquiries that our chatbot could help. Um, and, um, so one example I can give you is that, um, we managed to automate up to 80% of this inquir inquiries that they receive. Um, sure. and this has been tremendous for them because when you are at this kind of like, you know, when you are a scale up, uh, like they are, and you have this kind of growth, you cannot hire fast enough, right? You right. cannot hire fast enough customer service team and you cannot handle all these queries. Um, so probably, you know, this is one of the best examples. Um, in general, customers that do use our product, uh, not only they reduce their customer service queries, but also we see that they have an improvement in their customer satisfaction and improvement in their NPS scores. And we've observed okay. up to 20% in customer satisfaction when people use the bot because then customer service agents, they have more time to spend for complex uh, queries. Um, and also they can respond faster, which is time to resolution is something that is very, very important for many customers. Got it. So is there some sort of a, a, a capability yet or on the drawing board in terms of a, a, a warm handoff to a live agent? Is that something that's that's planned? or? Yeah, exactly. So this is one of our, you know, one of our features in our product. So we, oh, it is. Um, okay. we can do human handoff. And the AI can automatically recognize if this feature is enabled, uh, that the, um, the customer needs support. And also certain conditions can be sort of like implemented as a filter. So maybe you only want to escalate to human support when this is a sales uh, question, for example, or when a customer is asking for a quote. So maybe that's something you don't want to leave to the AI to, the AI to do. So the sure. AI will automatically recognize this is a request for a quote and then escalate a human and then agents will receive a notification on uh, an email or on their, where, wherever they connected uh, Algoma to. Got it. And as far as um, being able to manage the solution in terms of reporting and in terms of um, data and analysis and being able to figure out where things are working and, and need to be tweaked. Is there such a mechanism built into the solution? 
So um, at the moment, we're actually building um, a comprehensive analytics dashboard. At the moment, if someone wanted to sort of like tweak a little bit and make some improvements, probably the best way is for them to speak to us. And um, there is this sort of like, you know, onboarding process where um, someone from our team will help uh, the customer integrate the product in the best way possible. We have seen that while it can be installed very easily, so you can install it in even under five minutes or GOMO and start using it and providing value. Uh, then there is some time where the more sort of like you use it and the more you improve it, it can become better and better. So it could take potentially, you know, a few days or a few weeks to reach the maximum sort of, you know, performance that you can uh, get. Okay. So, so it's really obviously like any, any new process, obviously taking the time to, to set things up at the outset, but then refining along the way. Exactly. Yes. Makes a lot of sense. And um, how does the solution scale in terms of, you know, let's say, you know, a company starts out with one area and then they add in other areas and, and, you know, we're receiving more and more traffic and requests and things like that. Have you seen different size installations on, on the platform? Um, yes. In fact, we have some companies that they are a parent company of many other companies. So um, it could be, for example, um, they have a hotel group. They installed it. They saw value. Then they moved to their sort of like tour agent operator that they have. So we've seen these cases where, yeah, there, there's a parent company and there's subsidiaries where um, they, they start implementing across different websites. Got it. And are there a certain number of um, sessions or, or uses that you've seen um, that, that might be interesting in terms of how, how well the solution scales from a, a implementation standpoint? Um, I think it varies uh, from customer to customer. Uh, typically, the more data that you have, the better the bot can respond to um, okay. any of the customer queries. Um, because obviously, if you don't have any data, then there isn't anything to, 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 to draw any information from. Um, right. ha- yeah. Having said that, you can also start without having much data, perhaps with um, your sort of like, you know, customer service agents using the solution. And then as they provide responses, then you can adopt many of these responses as part of your data set. Got it. So it can actually learn learn along the way to... Precisely, uh, yes. Yeah, that, that's really neat. Um, as far as implementing the solution, um, maybe... Could you give us a little bit of a, an overview of the actual interface so we can see how, how the solution looks and a company that may be considering getting up and running, what, what it would look like from from the front or, or back end or both? Yeah. Um, if it helps, i uh, just going to share my screen and just um, sure, sure. show that would be great. All right. So hopefully you can see my screen now. Yeah, no, that's um, perfect. Cool. All right. So um, so what you can see here, it's, um, well, various chatbots. So I want to do an example here uh, with uh, some uh, sort of like a tourism sort of like use case. 
uh, and one with an e-commerce shop. Uh, so we have this sort of like chatbots. We have also our data sources. So data sources is where you can, you know, connect all your data. Data can come in the form of a website, for example, where we can use search engine results so we can scrape your website. We, you can also upload your own documents, uh, PDF, for example, and so on. We have some app integrations like Notion. Some companies we see use Notion as an internal sort of like information management system. Um, and it's something called Intense. So Intense, it's, um, you can think of them as um, questions and answers where they can be used as a way to sort of give a guidance for the bot how to respond and what to respond, some model answers. Um, and then after that, we you can create multiple chatbots. Uh, every chatbot can have its own data sources. Um, you can also connect what we call tools. Uh, this goes back to the dynamic information I was telling you about. So you can be pulling um, hotel information, for example, dynamic hotel information, such as availability, prices, and so on. Um, and then you can customize the chatbot. You can give it a certain personalities. So at the moment we have three personalities you can choose from, like friendly, uh, balanced, and formal. Um, and then, the, then there is the escalation behavior. So this is when the conditions where you set to escalate um, that require human assistance. And sometimes Got you it. can even set it to escalate whenever the bot cannot find any answers. Um, so automatically. <laughs> so in terms of connecting to Data sources would that be through different APIs and the like, or how how would you bring in live data? That's right. Yeah. So this connects uh, through various APIs. So for e-commerce, for example, is uh, Shopify. Although we plan to bring additional e-commerce uh, uh, platforms to connect to, sure. um, and then for travel, um, online travel agents for availability and and so on. Um, ultimately, we are planning a solution to make tools completely um, agnostic in terms of the what tool they are, um, and then the AI will still be able to connect to the API without having seen that uh, before. But that's something more for the next over the next few weeks um, sure. that we're planning to launch. And that's exciting. I mean, you know, in other parts of the internet, you know, we see weeks and 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 months and and years. But but I think in AI, it's moving so quickly that uh, a lot of these innovations are coming weekly. Yeah, absolutely. It is it is moving incredibly fast, actually. <laughs> Um, and then after you created the, the chatbot, you can connect to what we call a widget. A widget is the user interface where users can interact, your customers can interact with the, um, uh, with, with the AI or your Okay, so this is what they team. would see on the front end. Got that's, that's right, yes. And you can customize here. You can put your own colors. You can put um, you know, the avatars and faces of your team if you want to make it more personalized. In fact, we had cases where um, a customer would put um, uh, the, the, the faces of someone from the, their customer service team uh, without saying this is um, an AI bot. And some customers don't realize and they start yeah. doing small talk and, you know, they, um, and, and the conversation flows very, very natural. So and do you, f yeah. do you find mm. that are, are people 
company. So this is not like the old fashioned chatbot where it was, you know, just a very mechanical type of uh, conversation. These are really in depth conversations that uh, are very human like, it sounds like. Yeah, precisely. Um, in fact, this is one of the key differentiating factors from many other solutions out there, which I'm sure, you know, everybody has seen. Now there are so many, you know, maybe hundreds of different chatbots and so on. Um, for us, it's quite conversational. Also, it has memory. So um, if you, in fact, if you want to test if a chatbot is good, ask, do you remember what my previous question was? And see yeah. if it responds, uh, you know, oh, yes, this was your previous question. If it doesn't, normally it means they have something very simple. Uh, there's, um, it might not even be AI, you know, that. Uh, so for us, it's fully conversational. Uh, it does sort of like many people do think it's not AI. They think they're speaking with a human. Um, right. It's up to you how you want to implement it. So some customers want to make it super clear, you know, you're speaking with AI. Some customers yeah. that leave it a little bit more ambiguous. So it varies there. Got it. And are if if a company does indicate that it's AI, um, are customers usually comfortable communicating with AI, or is there some sort of uh, resistance or hesitance from what you've seen? Yeah, um, so you know, surprisingly, we we see the customers are quite comfortable. Uh, these days, speaking with AI, and especially the younger they are, the more comfortable they uh, they are speaking with AI and speaking with the bot. I think the reason that sometimes people are frustrated because they interacted previously with with some chatbots that they were, you know, they were not really AI there, right? They were the very right. sort of like algorithmic in the responses. Um, so maybe you know they come with very sort of very very low expectations and yeah, a lot of preconceptions preconceptions but then they do realize oh you know hold on this this actually seems to be far better and we do have a subset of sort of like gen z users i would say where they prefer yeah. ai than actually speaking with humans and we see this not just in customer service there are some even other applications that i was reading the other day even receiving mental health support for example um some you know some younger people prefer speaking with a bot than actually speaking with humans so this is a very interesting I and surprising it. Yeah. I love it. Now, are the re conversations, is there an ability for companies to actually kind of review the conversations and, and you know, see what what's being uh, provided for answers? Or? Yeah, there is. Um, in fact, let me demonstrate to you um, yeah, this so how great. this works. Sure. So, so in this particular case, let's say I'm a tour agency and... I come as a customer, as a visitor to the website, and I'm looking for a hotel, right? So, so let's say um, I'm looking uh, for a hotel in Lisbon um, within one kilometer from the city center. Uh, as you can see, I've also misspelled kilometer there. So let's see yeah. if the bot will understand this. Um, and only looking for five-star places. All right, so let's see what happens. So this is a live demo. Um, I'm not sure what's going to happen there, <laughs> so things might not go <laughs> as I expect, but let's see. Oh, there you go. So, yeah, Good. I mean, it didn't sort of like struggle at all understand. Kim actually meant one kilometer from the city yeah. center. Um, yeah. 
Oh, um, I got and it. It gave yeah. me, it gave me a few options. Um, and then you know, as if I was a human now, right? And actually, yeah. I was in Lisbon a few days back. One of my questions was, you know, all right. So I found a hotel that is interesting. Um, when is the checkout time, right? So maybe I want to ask a follow up question. Sure. Um, so I'm going to ask for Avenida Hotel. Uh, where's the checkout time? And in fact, you know, I'm a person that really likes going to the gym, right? So does it have yeah. a fitness center? So this is like, you know, a super personalized kind of like concierge level of experience. Yeah. Right. So, so there's the answer. Oh, yes, wow. checkout time is at 12. Yes, there is a fitness center. Uh, and enjoy your stay. Workout. So it's got a little personality there. That's great. I love it. That's yeah. Awesome. And now, if uh, you know, going back to the question as well that you asked me, so if I were to go back to the inbox here, I can see all the responses here from the bot. So I can see okay, all the responses. Yeah. And what I can do, I can, in fact, assign the conversation to me as a human agent and take over the conversation. Oh, cool. So if we were to go back to the bot and the settings that we put, so we created sort of like an escalate uh, behavior, right? So escalate conversations that require human assistance. So let's see what this means, right? So let's go back to, to test this functionality. So let's say, you know, I'm... Uh, very frustrated and angry. Is there someone to talk to? Let's see. Again, this is a live demo. I'm not sure what's going to yeah. happen. Um, I don't think... Oh, okay. So it says, I'm sorry you're feeling frustrated and angry. Um, so what is, what is done now? It requests for additional information. So if we have connected the Algomo to our app, it would already have this information, so it's not going to request. But in this instance, right. we have not connected, so um, it has to kind of like, you know, it needs to know who we are so we can respond back. Sure. Um, and in this case, as you can see, the AI marked this conversation as urgent. Yeah. The customer is frustrated and angry, so it gives emotional support wow <laughs> so it gives the it gives the it gives the reason basically yeah um and what i can do i can assign this conversation to me now and i can respond so i can say hi this is dimitrios from the algomo team how can i help yeah and now if we go back to the uh our, our test case here you can see now that i've intervened and i've asked this question there you right. go. And and, okay. and I could have my avatar here and it can become, you know, uh, we can adjust the colors. We can do this more tailored to our brand. So let me ask, um, and I'm not sure if this functionality exists, but so would it be possible to actually book the reservation right from the chat? Is that uh, on the on the horizon? That's on the horizon potential, yes. So being able to book reservations, being able, if you're buying from an online store, to change your delivery address or maybe even mm -hmm. buy a product. So we want to create, you know, not just pulling information, but also pushing information to all these tools and APIs. And then this effectively becomes your own personal sort of like, you know, customer service assistant that can do everything like a human would do. For, so, for tasks so that are not very complex. Hmm. Yeah, so so you've 
brought the the chatbot to the point where it, it it's much more friendly and really interacting with with human information. You've got it to the point where it's actually able to provide some relevant um, details from data sources. And really, the last step is being able to just push the data back to those data sources. Yeah, precisely. That that's really exciting. I mean, I think uh, even where it's at right now is is phenomenal. And you know, clearly there are just a ton of companies that are on the Shopify platform. You may never never need to to go beyond that. But um, I mean, I think that the value that you're providing there just just in terms of being able to provide order updates and tracking information and and details on on real live um, real live uh, order details and history that that's huge. I mean that, that's got to be one of the biggest uh, things for for e commerce companies in terms of um, you know keeping keeping their customers happy. Have have you done any kinds of of surveys or any types of um, you know uh, gathered statistics on on you know how how customers are seeing uh, results with with the chat uh, technology you're you're using? Yeah, um, so first of all, something that the customers of our customers can do is they can rate their responses. Um, of the of the AI, so they can do thumbs up, thumbs down. Okay. Right. Um, but a, a metric that we find is very good to evaluate, um, you know, the AI is whenever customers decide to escalate a conversation to to a human, right? Because if I don't, if I have a question, if I have um, something that needs to be done, and I don't escalate to a human, but the AI has responded to me, this means that. You know, there was no basically the, the the response was satisfactory, right? So there was no reason for me to escalate to anybody else. Um, it's like speaking to the you know to the manager sure. in a way. So I, I don't need to speak to the manager. The the AI agent responded to me, and I'm perfectly happy. So I'm not escalating. And we see that up to eighty five for certain cases, uh, up to eighty five percent of the conversations, you know, they're not escalated, and and customers um, are happy with the responses. That they, oh, that they get huge. from the AI. Yeah, very nice. Um, are there other, you know, in terms of the the back end that we're we're looking at here? So obviously, you have a a lot of different uh, different areas we're looking at. Um, are there other details that you want to highlight that you think would be uh, important when a company is getting up and running? I mean, it seems very. Very organized, very well thought out, and uh, very streamlined in terms of uh, the whole interface. Yeah, I mean, something I can show here is that um, this um, widget can be adjusted in many different ways. So we can customize if we want to have a pop-up message, for example. Maybe you're an online uh, shop, like you know, you're selling stuff and you want to have a pop-up message to encourage people to interact with your bot. Um, we can enable sort of like contact details, you know, we can, uh, we can change the colors, we can change the avatars, we can display um, agent avatars, for example, we can add analytics uh, on top of it, because that's very important for conversions, right? How do you track conversions? How do you know that 
Algomo works for your website. And one way to do that is by connecting things like Google Tag Manager, for example, Google Analytics, and so on. We also have a number of integrations, so we can integrate with email. So um, email integration means that not only you're going to receive a notification, but you can also respond from an email. And then your customers will also receive an email um, when you respond back to them. So in a way, you don't even need to use the Algombo dashboard to respond. Everything can be done email over email. You can also connect with Slack, uh, CRMs like HubSpot, um, um, with Zapier as well, where you can do any integration that you want. Um, and That's a you big can see one. Here... <laughs> having, having that Zapier <laughs> integration really opens it up to uh, any possibility. <clears throat> Absolutely, yeah. Um, and already you can connect to any CRM as well. It's not just HubSpot, um, which there is some... Um, you know, um, a workaround that we have to do that. Um, sure. And then again, you can see here Shopify and WordPress. Uh, you can already integrate with Shopify and WordPress. Uh, what we're working on is one-click solution. So over the next few days, we're going to be listing on Shopify um, marketplace where it's just going to be you know a more straightforward process to install, but still possible to, to use Shopify. So um, these are the main features, I would say. Um, then there are a few use cases I can go through um, an e-commerce sort of like example perhaps if we have time um, sure yeah, I, yeah. Think, I think the, the use cases are, are interesting because obviously it reaches across a lot of industries but being able to um, you know see the, the best use cases for the solution would be helpful yeah absolutely so um, um, this is an example of um, a health store, for example. And as I mentioned before, we can do order status, we can do product search, and and so on. Um, in this particular case, um, maybe I want to search, uh, do you have any products to help me uh, sleep? Because, again, customers look for solutions to their problems, right? They don't necessarily look for some specific product. Or at least this is how it was traditionally, right? You would go to a physical store, you would speak to an assistant, and you would get personalized advice based on the problems that you would describe. Sure. Um, so in this case, we get three recommendations. We also get the pictures. So we see pictures are quite important. Um, we can click on any of these so we can buy directly from the, uh, from the link. And something else I can do here as well Right, I can put more criteria, very similar to back to the hotels examples, right in Lisbon that we're doing. Um, maybe I can say here, um, okay, but do you have any products under um, ten pounds? And in this case. It filtered all the other products, and it just gives me one uh, one product only to choose from, right? So it understood the context. And that's something I can say, yeah, great. That was helpful response. Um, and then, yeah, I can, from now on, I can do more things. I can go order, then I can check the status of my order, um, or I can ask uh, more information for some other products. Very good. Now, I also noticed that um, 
you had highlighted the fact that that the some fintech companies are are actually um, focused on the solution. How how would would it fit in that application? Um, yeah, so one of our sort of like expertise, I would say, is in terms of uh, hallucinations. So in the context of AI, um, hallucination in simple words is when the AI makes up stuff that don't exist, right? Um, and this it. is an area through our partnership with some of the um, some of the world leading universities in uh, doing machine learning here in the UK, like University of Edinburgh, for example, being one example. Um, we are tackling this uh, this problem uh, with, um, uh, in fact, with research that is funded by the UK government and the European Union's Horizon uh, grants. Uh, and for financial services, having this sort of like you know extra layer of um, you know security in terms of hallucinations is super important for them, because if I'm a financial institution, if I'm a bank. The last thing I want to happen is I give wrong the wrong information out to a customer, right? Or the customer asks me, um, for example, you know something related to my to my uh, current account or my savings account, and the response of the bot is, you know, uh, completely unrelated, sometimes even harmful. Um, and then being, you know, uh, having all this sort of like you know compliance and regulatory sort of like um, rules and laws. Um, it's super important to get everything out uh, with uh, extra sort of like layers of, uh, um, you know, uh, checks. And this is where we tackle this problem with hallucinations. Um, and we can help here uh, financial institutions. Um, um, we even have some cases in the Web3 sort of like space, which again is kind of like similar, um, where people could be asking, you know, um, uh, things related to their to their account could be asking things like, um, um, you know, how much money do I have in all my accounts as an aggregate, for example? How much money do I have in my savings account? How do I set up um, a standing order? How do I make a payment? Um, so again, these are like very popular questions that everyday customer service agents uh, they they tackle, and many of these institutions see the, the similar problems to. Um, other industries, right? So you don't, yeah, yeah. So you're you're really head on tackling a big challenge, and you've got a a very unique solution there. Now, I also noticed obviously the e-commerce is a natural. Uh, you had indicated, and travel makes a lot of sense as you've shown us. Um, you had indicated that some software as a service companies are using the solution as well. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So the first example, in fact, I've given uh, Fonina Care, uh, where they're basically they're connecting their marketplace, connecting au pairs, babysitters, and parents. Um, they are, um, um, you know, they, they are a Series A, um, you know, startup. Uh, they do that, um, um, and we have many similar sort of like companies to this kind of. Um, sort of like industries where they offer maybe some software or they offer some solution where there is um, a subscription model that they have. And then many of their customers, they're going to need things like, um, you know, onboarding help, for example, right? Or they're going to need help how to use the product. Um, um, and this, again, these are very sort of like similar problems across the board where you have um, a lot of frequently asked questions. Um, 
but then again, it could be, there could be so much information, there could be so much documentation where it can become very complicated for someone to, to just go through all this documentation, right? So the bot would give you then very sort of like clear guidelines. One, two, three. These are the steps that you need to do to solve this problem. These are the steps that you need to do to onboard to our product. Makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. Um, and then, you know, as, as we're, you know, wrapping up a little bit, can you tell me like, in terms of integration with existing systems, are there certain data requirements or, or is it really just a matter of plugging into um, to an API and uh, taking it from there? So, um, yeah, at the moment, in terms of data, you can connect your own website. Um, super easy to do that. Don't need any technical knowledge. You can upload documents manually. Again, super easy to do that. You can connect uh, your Notion if you have one, um, where, again, you don't need any technical knowledge to do this. Um, there are maybe a little bit some some other use cases where someone might have um, a very large document that is like in CSV format with questions and answers. In that case, probably you would need some uh, help from us to do this integration manually. So whatever is not on the on the dashboard, there might be a solution. Just uh, our team will probably need to help. Okay. And in terms of um, integrating, can a company use multiple data sources or do they need to just pick one? Yeah, they can use multiple data sources, pick and choose, and then they can connect uh, chatbots to different data sources. Got it. Got it. So for anyone that's out there that's saying, you know, sounds interesting, um, how would they, you know, in terms of getting up and running, first off, are there different pricing options or how would they choose the right plan to uh to meet their needs yeah um well anybody can i would encourage anyone to give it a go you don't need to to try it you don't even need to put your car details uh, so you can sign up you can you can see how it works for your website or for your data um and um, you can set it up within, I would say, even five minutes in in some cases. Um, after that, if you start using it and you want to install it on your website and start serving customers, we have our lowest uh, plan starts from $9 per month. Um, okay. And then it can go up to $499 um, or even more for some of the biggest uh, enterprises that we have. And this depends purely on the number of um, AI conversations. Um, if you want to use it as a sort of like live chat with um, human sort of like uh, support, you can even use this for free, regardless of, you know, the number of conversations that you have. So the only thing that we charge for is the AI responses. Okay. All right. So it's really, um, you know, and I saw you had the starter, the pro and the scale plan as starting points for different different companies and we'll leave in the show notes we'll leave a uh, link for anyone that would like to get started either with that free trial or with a, a paid subscription but um so so really figuring out the the usage and obviously they can that that can happen along the way as they start to to implement the uh the the chatbot and uh and and solution um 
any uh, final thoughts in terms of um, the future of, of where AI and, and your segment of the market is heading? What, what do you say? Um, I think the future is super exciting. Um, there's lots of players in the market. I do see some consolidation happening, <laughs> um, you know, uh, due to this fact. And, um, you know, I would encourage people not to be, you know, too scared about AI. I think AI can be very powerful. Um, and, you know, through sort of like industrial revolution to current times, I think technology, if anything, you know, generated more jobs than actually, you know, taking jobs from people. And it can make, you know, it can make our future I think more creative. And this is, this is exactly where, you know, we come in to, uh, to make, you know, your future more creative, not, uh, not boring. Well, that's great. And uh, I have to be honest, I really found this very, uh, very enlightening. It's an exciting solution. And hopefully a lot of our listeners will uh, take you up on that, that free trial and uh, see if Algamo is a, a good fit for their, their organization. Um, coming up on our, our next episode, we have Andy Caruso. He's the uh, marketing lead over at a company, Nacho Nacho. They're a B2B software as a service marketplace uh, based out of the U.S. here. And they help businesses discover, manage, and save money on software subscriptions. So that'll be our our next episode. And uh, we really appreciate your time today. And uh, thank you for being on the Software Spotlight. Thank you very much, Michael. Pleasure to be here.